As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Guess what, cousin? It's Tuesday. Bushy Bushy. It's Tuesday, me lover. Does you? Tuesday is magic. Tuesday is love. Tuesday is sexy. It's all of the above. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I love you, Tuesday. I'm always high. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Made with vodka, seltzer, and real juice. It's Neutral! The one with the umlaut. It's Tuesday, <laughs> February 28th, 2023. Feels good to have a title sponsor. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. It's title sponsor, Tushki. <laughs> Next to him is the bearded one, Matasha Hotboy. That's Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, it's Eshua. And JD. Hello. What's up, what's guys? Up, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid, please subscribe. Get any and all of your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. On today's pod, we got lots. We're going to recap last night's action. We're going to share some must-watch NBA games as we hit the home stretch here of the regular season. We're going to talk rest when it comes to Tweet of the Night. <laughs> but first, we have some major injury news. Reports are that the Lakers are bracing for LeBron to miss multiple weeks with this foot injury that he sustained during Sunday's game against the Mavericks. When they came back and won, he went down, he tightened up that shoe, he continued to play. But now we're hearing tasks multiple weeks. We don't know the full extent really of the injury yet. More tests are, you know, pending. But uh, it's not sounding good for Lakers fans. Getting old sucks. LeBron <laughs> played through 15 seasons at the beginning of his career, basically injury-free. Since getting to L.A., four of the five seasons, he's sustained some major injuries, missed major time in year 16, 18, 19, and 20 of his career. Yeah, the old uh, father time is undefeated. It's true. I think LeBron 
It's got to go into his uh, post-basketball career and defeat Father Time. Somehow figure out a way for us to live forever. He's got to do it. He's going to be the one to do it, I I think. He's got to gather some people. Are are we going to live forever? I mean, we're sort of in LeBron's age bracket. (laughs) We are not. The next but, generation, possibly. There you go. Okay, Trey. Yeah. All right. You I mean, do the, I don't you gotta know. do the tests yes. on us. You got yeah. some people. You know the people? Because people say it. People say that we're going to be the ones. <laughs> I, I heard Jared Kushner say it. He's in government. Well, then I yeah, then I'm, I'm dying tomorrow then. Yeah. That's the case. Well, all right. Hey, listen. <laughs> I think LeBron's going to be able to try anyway. Anyway, okay. uh, hopefully he lives forever. But uh, the Lakers' chances, I think, are dead. Uh, I think they're done. I, I, I know we, we look at the uh, the Western Conference standings, and they're you know just behind the play-in picture. And there's teams faltering in the play-in picture yeah. right now. Your Pelicans are falling apart. Your Jazz, as much as I'm a Jazz man, are... They're not going to be able to sustain this with guys going in and out of the line. I just, they may. I guess they could get in, but I just, I just think that they're going to find this as an excuse to not play to their capabilities. They find excuses, I, I think, and I don't think Anthony Davis is going to be able to hold them together uh, for you know a long stretch. I think, I think it will be multiple weeks, but who the heck knows? What do you think here, TK? LeBron's injury and the chances that the Lakers have of uh, obviously getting into a play-in or even into the playoffs. Pretty much worst-case scenario for the Lakers. They're starting to get it together a little bit after the trade deadline. We saw Malik Beasley win him a game. We saw Jared Vanderbilt win him a game. It's looking like a nice squad here. And then they lose LeBron for whatever multiple weeks means. There's only multiple weeks left in the Mm -hmm. NBA season. Mm -hmm. Even if LeBron misses 10 games, that'd only be a couple of weeks. Five of their next 10 are against Western Conference play-in candidates Four of those other games are against good teams, whether in the Eastern Conference or way far ahead in the West. The only real gimme is the Rockets. They play them a little bit further on into March. I'm looking at the schedule. March 14th versus the Pelicans becomes like one of the biggest games on the schedule, certainly for the Lakers. Best I could do for a silver lining here is if D'Angelo Russell comes back from his injury quickly. Yeah. If Anthony Davis plays the way he played the second half against the Dallas Mavericks and he stays healthy, (laughs) then they can play 500 basketball, which is a problem because I thought they had to play perfect basketball to get up into the sixth seed. The good news, I suppose, for the Lakers is that, like Tass said, the Pelicans are really struggling. The Thunder are struggling. The Timberwolves are struggling. The Jazz, they play hard every single night, but they've been a 500 team for a while here. So the Lakers, if they get perfect health from their other guys – who tend to pick up injuries and they still get good performances from the role players they picked up, maybe they can hang on to a 10th seed. Mm -hmm. They're not even there yet, but uh, yeah, this is exactly the worst possible thing that could have happened for the Lakers. Especially on the heels of uh, LeBron saying over All-Star Weekend that these are going to be the 23 of the most important games of his career, and he plays in... (laughs) one of them, and then is now out here for an extended time. They play in Memphis tonight. We obviously know he's not playing. I don't believe D'Angelo Russell is also playing in that one. So that appears to be a loss. Anything could happen. They they have a better team. If AD gets back to him balling like he was in December there, maybe they pull it out. But then their next three come against teams that they're battling for these Western Conference play-in spots. The Thunder can clinch a tiebreaker over the Lakers on Wednesday. The Wolves can do the exact same thing on Friday. And then Golden State cannot the season series with the Lakers uh, on Sunday. Those are big, big games here. So it's, you know, I guess their destiny is still in their hands here, but they're just not that great a team when LeBron usually doesn't play with them. They're 5-9 and nine this year without him, and they're 36-62 and 62 
during his complete tenure with LA. Now those are all different teams, so you can maybe chuck that out. But not great. Not a great record. A winning percentage is not going to get them in, is what my point is. So they're going to have to play above and beyond that. And really, I think it's it's AD has to carry them here. And he, he hasn't looked incredible no. outside of, you know, the odd half here or there since he came back from his own injury. Yeah, and I said that they'll find an excuse not to play well here at the, the end of the season because Anthony Davis came up with an excuse in 2021 when they were injured why they couldn't beat the Phoenix Suns when they got into the playoffs. And maybe I'm yeah, poking at that one isolated incident, but he's got to be a number one guy for 15 games, and they have to have an above 500 record. And that hasn't happened a lot with AD teams in the past. So that's a, that's, that's a struggle. And they have the fifth hardest schedule the rest of the way, 26th in terms of strength of schedule. That's tough. The Western Conference is tough. Maybe if you look at this uh, in a uh, with a glass half full type of approach and you see the report that says LeBron is seeking multiple opinions. You don't usually see that mm-hmm. in a... In a, uh, a, a a diagnosis beforehand so maybe it means that there's a chance that he could just basically play through injury and that it can't get worse if, if, if multiple doctors say it can't get worse so you can play through injury LeBron in these now 22 games are the most important of your career which I find funny yeah they're the most important part I mean, basically it's like Jimmy Butler said this week we got to get going it's LeBron just saying we got to get going and we got to play well and it does suck that the, the guys that they have brought in have made a, a difference but the sked is tough and everybody above them. Like, Zion could come back for the Pelicans, even though they are absolutely faltering. They, and, and Damian Lillard's dropping points. They're in between the Lakers and the play-in tournament right now. So there's, there's a bunch of good teams there. <laughs> yeah, the goalposts have probably moved here, right, for the Lakers. I think with their new acquisitions, post-All-Star break, you know, LeBron and AD there, that they were winning some games, and they were like, well, we could probably get to the sixth seed. Like, that's the goal. Get out of the play-in. Get in there because they're like two and a half back, right? Of the Dallas Mavericks, that's probably changed at this point. Now, now it's just hold on for dear life, get into the play-in, pray LeBron is back, like you said, in ten to twelve games, whatever. We don't know, and then maybe win your way in through the play-in to then try and like upset one of those best teams at the top of the Western Conference in a playoff series. But to me, it's gone from six seed as like that's our goal, 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 and maybe even doable to now it's like just get in. <laughs> Yeah, I think the Lakers are about 500 with uh, Anthony Davis on the court. 18 and 19, uh, they were going to have to go, like, from the 26-game mark, they were going to have to go 16 and 10 to finish 500. That is 100% out the window, but they could go, like, 8 and 9. <laughs> I think they could play yeah, 500 basketball. Yeah. Like, you look at the teams, the Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Warriors, they're all on the same level as the current Lakers team, even without LeBron, I think. It's just incumbent on AD to show up every single night and put up 30 and 15s, basically carry the team uh, like he did earlier in the season when he was getting a little MVP buzz. That was like a 15 game stretch. The best 15 game stretch he played this season. They need it again. So we shall see if that comes through. But uh, yeah, I guess LeBron's just going to ask every doctor until somebody says, (laughs) yeah, man, just tie it up tight and come and play. (laughs) That's what happened with AD though. Like he got a bunch of opinions on his foot. He missed five weeks. There's six weeks left in the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, multiple can mean literally two weeks, or it could mean we don't see LeBron for the rest of the year. Yep. Because there's only six or seven weeks left in the regular season. Yeah, and that's what happened in his first season with L.A. He ended up missing the the end of the year. It was a groin injury. It was yeah. a different injury. 
But yeah, we didn't see him. And that was the first year he missed time with a significant injury. His first year and in so LA. And so the only year with the Lakers where he actually hit like a decent amount of games was the one year in the bubble where he got a ton of time off. Yeah. Or everybody got time off to rest up and, and get ready for the, the final push there down in, in Orlando. Right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, that that's is crazy. right. That is right. Exactly. Yeah. But he was playing, you know, throughout the entire season and then the mm-hmm. bubble gave him some time off. Gave AD some time off. He had the best two-month run of his yeah. career, for sure. Yeah, good point. All right, let's get into uh, some of the games from last night. In fact, we'll get to all of them, because there's only four on. Let's start with the Knicks winning their sixth straight. They dropped the Celtics from the top spot in the NBA. I think Milwaukee has now passed them in terms of winning percentage there in the East and in the NBA. But the Knicks, they're hot. Who wants to get us started? Big takeaways from uh, an entertaining game there. And I know we'll get to Tatum getting tossed, but what do you think, TK? I think the Knicks dominated this game. They did. It's weird to say. Uh, Like, the Knicks were in control for the entirety of the game. They held the Celtics to 9 for 42 from the three-point line, which is kind of the story of the game. The Celtics could not hit from three. That's one of their strengths. They can get super-duper hot. But when they're missing, it gives the Knicks a chance to score pretty efficiently on offense. And then the Celtics got to come back down and try and figure something out. Turn the ball only over 11 times did the Celtics last night. That's fine, but it was the shooting that really did it for the Knicks, especially when you consider they were going to the free throw line quite a bit. 23 for 34 from the line, not a great percentage, but if you're going 34 times, you can miss a handful of them, especially when you win the three-point battle as well. But I'm impressed with the Knicks right now. They look like they've got a couple of things figured out. They've got a starting lineup, and they've got a closing lineup, and it's almost different. They basically sub in quickly and Hart for Barrett and Grimes in the closing lineup and the athleticism, the playmaking, and the defense that those two guys give them is an advantage for the Knicks. The Knicks got a lot better role player performances, I thought, last night Mm -hmm. than the Celtics did. The Celtics were without Jalen Brown. That elevates Sam Hauser to a spot in the rotation. And if you look at John Schumann's clips from last night, Hauser was just getting roasted time and time again off the bench there. So great win again for the Knicks. They're up into fifth now, looking really good. Mm -hmm. The vibes are incredible, undefeated since Josh Hart showed up. This was a bing-bong kind of victory last night. (laughs) Yeah, we had wins from a couple Tier 2 teams in the Eastern Conference. We played some Eastern Conference basketball last night. The Knicks getting their win and then the Heat uh, beating the Sixers. I think the Knicks are a better Heat team. They're just grindier. They're younger. They're a little bit more athletic. And uh, they've got star power at the top. I think they're just deeper. You just saw it. When Brunson needed to swing it uh, and, and Randall was, was had to swing it, Quentin Grimes working his ass off, looking good. And then Emmanuel quickly, I thought, was monstrous in this mm-hmm. game. He was so, so good. I know he is sort of uh, modeled his game after Lou Williams, idolized Lou Williams as a six-man, but he's more than that. He's uh, he's a really good defensive player now, and Tibbs can play him uh, as a as starter minutes. I think that sort of masks the lack of growth from R.J. Barrett. Since I've basically mentioned every Nick, I'll, I'll mention R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, you got a, a decent case for quickly as a six-man-of-the-year candidate. He's balling. The 23 points just really helped out. Yeah, this Knicks team is so Knicksy. Uh, just watching last night in those two games, those you know four Eastern Conference teams involved there, it felt like Eastern Conference playoff ball. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I say a tier two team uh, with the with the Knicks here. It, it's clear Boston and Milwaukee are uh, in a tier of their own. The Sixers, you know, you can put them up there, but it feels like they're a slightly back. And then and then it's the Knicks, really. They they kind of own that uh, that tier two to me. And you can throw the Heat in there, and we'll get to their win. But yeah, the Knicks are. I, I can't believe it. I just can't believe well, the how great they've too. come together. Yeah. The Cavs, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, the Cavs, you throw them in there. But, yeah, that would that that's the tier two. That, and uh, they're, they're just 
they have achieved everything Tibbs wanted them to. They're playing so well. There's still a ton to be decided and all the playoff jockeying and all that. But it's like, is it starting to crystallize maybe a little bit that we are going to get a Cavs-Knicks first round series? Like, are the Knicks, like you were just saying, sort of proving that they're maybe in that tier? We think the Nets might drop off a little bit. Some separation between below them and the Cavs are like sort of squarely in that four spot. You know, they're trying to chase the third seed there and the Sixers and all that. I don't know. It feels like we're going to get Cavs-Knicks, which I think be a very entertaining yeah. first-round yeah. series. I, I feel like you'll have people picking Cleveland. I think you'll have people picking the Knicks. You get the Donovan Mitchell story there. Ooh, New York going to have them, all that. Ooh. It could be a good one, and well, I think we're going to get it. One team will be disappointed to go home, for sure. Sure, the, sure. That's great. Yeah, you hear Knicks fans, you know, because it's, it's like our old Raptors days. Knicks fans are talking about this being the best team since... I mean, basically since Mello, uh, since for a long time, mm-hmm. better even that, than that 21 team uh, that played the Atlanta Hawks in a, in a five-game series where Trey was bowing. It's the best Knicks team in a long time. So, yeah, that this it feels that way. Yeah, right now they're 4-5, um, and then the winner would probably get the Milwaukee Bucks because they've moved up to the one seed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think you can start uh, the, uh, the Giannis MVP chatter a little bit more now if the, if the Bucks can maintain that one seed. I think it makes a, a, a little bit more sense, just because, of course, voter fatigue with uh, with Nikola Jokic and the fact that there's so many candidates because other because other people like Embiid, uh, even Luca or Tatum will garner votes. The old Yanis as a default, like people have picked him, you know, in the the ESPN straw poll, people people picked him as the the sort of the default guy because he's quote unquote the best player in the league. I think the the MVP train can start uh, up here. Because they've uh, yeah entered the one seed now with Boston's loss. What's funny about that though is they enter the one seed without Giannis playing. Yeah, um, just funny timing on that one. Uh, Tatum's shooting uh, woes, I guess, continued here. He's on a he, he's <laughs> he can't hit a shot right now. Six of eighteen last night, one of nine on threes. Over his last three games, twenty-two of sixty from the field, seven of twenty-nine from three-point range. Um, he picked up his first career ejection last night. He was obviously frustrated with like three and a half minutes to go. He's tossed. It was his second tech, so it was like sort of that variety. He said after the game, it's tough. The first one, no call. If you look, it was clearly a foul. And those are the ones that are tough. You get a tech for something that you probably were right about. On the second one, I just told him this was probably the best officiated <laughs> game I've been a part of. I tried to give him a compliment. It didn't go over so well. And so he was asked about that line again, and I'm sure the reporter's like, what? He said, again, Tatum, quote, I said it was the best officiated game I've been a part of. I meant it, end quote. So oh, sarcasm yes. there from Jason Tatum. And there was a 34-14 to 14 edge in free throws for the Knicks. I think uh, not just Tatum. I think Boston was upset with the whistle they were or were not getting. Um, I also just think he's tired and wants to go home. Yep. To Boston, you know, they had the all-star break, and then they've been on the road. And they pulled out that overtime game against the Pacers in a high-scoring affair. They pull out the game where he hits the three against the Sixers, and then this one gets away from them. He just wants to go see Deuce, is what he said, and go back to Boston. <laughs> so it's like, you know, a bit of stretch here where he's been on the road, and they ran out of gas. But, yeah, you know, what do you think of the ejection and his comments and the sarcasm <laughs> from Tatum? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think he had some beefs. I definitely thought a foul on the dunk where, like, he basically got his foot face pushed into the rim, had to grab on and hang on for dear life. But this happens to the Celtics. They are at heart a jump shooting team, so they can go through uh, parts of the game where they're not taking enough free throws, I think. You even heard on the Knicks broadcast, uh, Walt Frazier said, Knicks are getting all the calls tonight. 
but they've been the aggressors. Yeah, yeah. And the Knicks certainly were. They try and, like, that's the basis of their offense is getting in the lane and scoring in the paint, whereas the Celtics want to do it from outside. But he should have gotten some calls, I do think. Tatum did. He got hit on the arm uh, on the three-pointer where he got the tech. The ball was away, yeah. so that's probably why yeah. he didn't get the call there. But I can... Uh, I can sympathize with him thinking he should have got the call. And then, like you're saying, the real reason he got kicked out was because he sucked since the All-Star break. He can't make a shot yeah. right now, so he was frustrated. Give him the old heave-ho like Josh Hart wanted. Yeah, get me to the showers yeah. early. The water's warm. It's hotter. Before everybody's turning it on, well... <laughs> you you want to be first. Yeah, absolutely. Pressure, yep. Yep. nice warmth. I thought Madison Square Garden is the uh, it's got the best facilities in the game does it i don't know <laughs> you, you love it so They're much i don't know i've never been the in the showers oh, i do like watching a basketball game there. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i wonder uh if tatum had a night out in new york because apparently after he hit his game winner against philadelphia 76ers he had a night in new york that night mm-hmm. when had some fun oh ah. sure uh but anyway yeah he, he literally other than the game winner he's been struggling uh since the all-star break it's totally true and yep. the celtics couldn't hit a shot they missed jalen brown but they were 10-1 and one coming into this game without Jalen Brown this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not much of an excuse. But as far as the foul calls go, I, I, you know, Jalen gets a lot of those foul calls. As far as the foul discrepancy goes, Jalen Brown, I think, is uh, overlooked by myself as well as uh, such a key player to this team, especially in first quarters, you know, setting the tone for that team. And it didn't happen. Today. Good win. Good win from the New York Knicks. Uh, let's what, go to well, the... Hold on. What do you think yeah. about uh, the Jalen Brunson kick to the armpit? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty weird to see. <laughs> yes. That was very weird. He calls instantly for a review. They're like, yeah, let's review this yeah. thing. I guess he was sort of right. It ended up being a foul on Marcus Smart yep. on the ground, but then Jalen Brunson picks up a tech because his leg went flailing and ended up kicking Marcus Smart like... Almost right in the pit, kind of in the <laughs> ribs. So he couldn't believe it. That yeah, was a it was a shout out to neutral. It was a win and a loss at the same time. <laughs> the one with the umlaut. <laughs> you don't see him like that animated either. Yeah. Jalen Brunson. That was weird. Uh, and I thought you were going to ask about um, the once again the throw it down Bill Walton mm. uh, broadcast, which seemed to be the default setting. On my league pass last night when I fired up. Oh, it was featured, Celtics-Knicks. It was featured, and he had some guests on. He had Kevin McHale. I saw uh, Tracy Morgan. What? Yeah. Um, Tracy Morgan? Some guy named Mickey. Who's that? Who is that? He's Mickey a musician. Hart? Yeah. Oh, yeah, from yeah. the Grateful Dead. Yes, that's right. Um, I got to go. Gotta, you were watching? Go. No, no. I was, uh, I was listening to, to Mike and Clyde. Uh, but, man, if he had Mickey Hart. I know he had Bob Weir earlier. He's, he's running down the whole list. <laughs> he really of is, Dead guys. I love it. All his buds. Did you watch any of the Walton? Yeah, I watched the uh, the pregame opening where Bill Walton dunked on a seven and a half foot net. Like it was barely <laughs> over his head. It was very low. <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't even eight foot, and he, uh, he dunked on it. And then uh, it's Jason Benetti, yeah, uh, uh, his his co-host. He kept blocking him. He tried to, yeah. The, the joke was, you know, I'm taking it in on Bill Walton. It was a smooth transition. You know, yep. a lot of those times those basketball segments can be awkward. But anyway, Bill was blocking the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Bill, with 39 <laughs> surgeries that he's undergone, Jesus. as he said, 39 orthopedic surgeries. Yeah, it was blocking the crap out of Jason Benetti on an eight-foot net. I don't know what that one was. There was two nets. He had two rims. Like, within the distance between you and Trey. (laughs) Very close. (laughs) They're so funny. I I was really enjoying it. I was like, because, again, it, like, just popped up when I was just picking the game. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, I'll watch this for a bit. And then uh, I was dying laughing. I mean, it's Bill Walton just going off about the most insane things. And they have a funny rapport. Um, But then I turned it off, actually, when they brought Kevin McHale on. And not because of Kevin McHale. He's just as funny as Bill Walton. The delay. Two two old men. 
trying to talk through Zoom. <laughs> it's not a great experience. There was so much like, you go, no, okay, you go. And they're trying to tell us, uh, I was like, I can't watch this. I got to actually watch the game here a little bit. So. It's the opposite of I think, Zoom. I think you're muted, Kevin. You know, you're muted. It was so bad. It, it's just... I mean, anybody, it's awkward, but two old guys especially. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, they do their like, little highlights, like best uh, moments. So you can go check that out on YouTube if you want. Okay, let's move to the uh, other powerhouse Eastern Conference game, like you said, Tass. Jimmy Butler's acrobatic layup uh, helped the Heat get past the 76ers in a very close game. I guess that was the game winner in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, pretty sure it was, uh, even though it came like with a decent amount of time left. Uh, takeaways from the Heat, uh, outlasting Philadelphia. The Miami Heat's such an interesting team. They're, they're so gritty, and you don't want to count them out because of this grittiness on the defensive end. They were on a string. They're playing zone against Joel Embiid and all these bodies showing. They were playing really hard defensively, and it was the classic. You know, the, the heart defense or the lungs defense. It contracts and extracts, and it was fun to watch. At the same time, they need games from supporting players that aren't going to do it every night, I don't think. You got a, a Gabe Vincent game, a good Gabe game, the Triple G. He was great, hitting his first couple shots, 14 mm-hmm. points. Kevin Love comes in, and I love the way Eric Spolster is using him, and they're starting him. But they're not playing him a ton of minutes. He only played 21 minutes in this game and, and was was good in his minutes. He saw the classic outlet pass. He saw a couple threes go down. You got Cody Zeller coming out of nowhere. Old Cody. even <laughs> Looking like Brian Cardinal, no, as John Hollander tweeted. Like yeah, Brian yeah. Cardinal. He pinned Joel like Embiid. Yeah, that was a huge block. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Zeller. Does he look like John Hollinger? Um, that guy's 30 years old. Yeah. And Cody well, Zeller's Cody only Zeller 30? 30 years old. <laughs> so the, <laughs> he must wear a lot of hats. That's the only way that He definitely makes was sense. a short roll beanie <laughs> off the court. <laughs> they picked up a couple guys in Kevin Levin, Cody Zeller, that other teams didn't want. I mean, Cody Zeller hasn't been playing all season long. Literally on the broadcast, Brendan Haywood, who was on the call, said, I've seen Cody Zeller at Lifetime Fitness. <laughs> I mean, what? The, the Lifetime, yeah, he says he lives in Charlotte. They both live in Charlotte. I've seen him at Lifetime Fitness. Does that mean he works out or he's post-NBA career? I guess a little both. I mean, he's he's got a job and he pinned Joel Embiid. That was all, huge. Yeah. All, all that to say they're hoping and just will and just, just dreaming that these guys that they bring in are going to contribute a lot to this team. And maybe this is the year that a buyout guy really contributes something because you got Kevin Love starting, you got Russell Westbrook starting. You don't usually see buyout True. guys starting. But I, I just Patrick Beverly too enough. But Patrick Beverly mm. of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I, I just I just don't know if all these guys can contribute enough. And obviously Kyle Lowry coming back would be helpful and they're desperate. They're throwing Tyler Hero in the starting lineup. I'm just not buying it. I'm just not buying the Heat as a contender. That's all I got to say. Although, this was a great, gritty win for them. And they uh, they did a great job on, on Joel Embiid. Uh, even though, you know, Embiid had a good game, you you kind of, you limited him to what, what he was doing out there with the zone defense. And you could see Spolster putting in a game plan, but are they going to get enough offensively? Of, of all the first-round opponents the Sixers could see, though, this is the one they'd want to see the least, the Miami Heat. I would think. Sure. The way they play them. They always play them strong. They always play them well. I don't know if it's the Jimmy Butler, you know, having played there and all that, but uh, this would be the one they'd have the lowest on their list 
as a potential second or third seed, whoever they would see there uh, in that matchup, I think, in the first round. Because they play them well. Um, any takeaways from this one? You're absolutely right, Skeets. It's all part of Jimmy Butler's long-term plan to lure Joel Embiid to the Miami Heat. Mm. <laughs> Gotta beat him every single time to prove that you need to come here to join up with me. That's why the Heat haven't made any good trades in the past couple of seasons. Just wait. Just wait for it. But Jimmy, you could tell, wanted this game. Uh, two bad losses for the Heat over the weekend. The one against the Bucks, the one against the Hornets. Yep. This game meant a lot more to Miami. And Jimmy was everywhere. Four steals. I thought he was just wreaking havoc defensively. The game-winning layup. Oh, What an incredible shot. That was a Michael Jordan kind of layup. I don't know how he even got that to the rim. As for the Heat, or uh, the Sixers' last possession, interesting stuff, I thought. Two-man game. Embiid and Harden. Embiid has the post up on Bam. Bam is a strong guy. Takes the bump a couple of times. A double. He dishes it to Harden. A good look. Not a lot of time, though, for Harden to get the shot up. Obviously, Jimmy is closing out really hard because he doesn't really have to worry about the guy he's guarding. I thought Embiid kind of should have forced the issue there. Tried to draw a foul on Bam. He's usually pretty good at that, but I guess you can't argue with a nice pass. The right basketball play by Embiid, but I would have liked to see him go to the hoop and probably draw a foul on Bam, go to the line and make a couple of free throws, go to overtime. And not too soon before that, was didn't Bam shut his ass down on like a baseline jumper? Um, yes. He played him really well. Again, he takes, he's so physical, he can actually, he's one of the rare guys in the league that can actually take a bit of a Joel Embiid hit and keep his ground and, and you know, stay in the defensive play. And then, yeah, he blocked his shot uh, on the baseline there. I forget how much time was left at that one, but yeah, maybe that was in his head still, hence the pass. But Harden had a good look and just missed it. This was Eastern Conference ball. The game winner comes with a minute 30 left uh, in yeah. this game. Because <laughs> I mean, it was 19-17, I think, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, Joel, I, I thought this game was actually more poorly officiated than the other one. There's a lot of flopping in this one. Mm. Getting call- And they were getting calls, and that's, that's the uh, tweet of the night that we'll get to about referees, about <laughs> flopping, etc. I mean, I'm going to bring that up. But anyway, uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for some good. Real good ref talk okay. coming up. Wow. Way to sell it. Don't yeah. go anywhere. Uh, I mean, it's ref talk, so you got to sell it. All right, just quickly here are the other games. Some uh, disappointing news for Hornets fans. LaMelo Ball fractured his ankle in the Hornets' 117-106 win. He was balling before this happened, too. He had hit six three-pointers. He had been on one hell of a run here, averaging 25-11-8. and eight. Over the last five games, all Charlotte wins as they suddenly string together the best part of their season. But down he goes, Tass, um, and he's had ankle injuries all season long. This is like the what? This is like the fourth time he's had an ankle injury, and this one very serious here with the fracture. Fracture, excuse me. Very, very unique uh, non-contact ankle injury mm-hmm. that he literally was just on his own. I mean, he kind of was dancing a little bit and then goes down. Uh, very unfortunate, it, uh, it, and it's not really even a stealth tank um, because they're sort of locked into the fourth worst record in the NBA, which would get them uh, a 12.5% chance at the lottery. They can't even drop down to the bottom three because the other teams are just they are too far behind. Yeah, let's just hope LaMelo gets back for next season uh, because it's yeah this season he's not going to play again. Yeah, and, and as you said, a lot of ankle injuries. Yeah, uh, throughout his career. Yeah, Steve Clifford afterwards said that's just a basketball ankle. I saw that. That was a weird way to put it, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, like, he wasn't doing anything. He was just doing a crossover, and that ankle turned over. A little concerning, I would say, that it's the other ankle yeah. uh, con- yeah. compared to it was his left ankle. And Melo's just had terrible luck this season. His left ankle, he stepped on a player's foot. Not his fault. Also, second injury, stepped on a fan's foot. Yeah. Not his fault. 
third time, got his foot stepped on. Not his fault. This one, he was just dancing out there. So, very strange. My only other takeaway from this game is, uh, came up with the worst what you got of the season. Okay. <laughs> Which big man duo would you rather have? James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley or Mark Williams <laughs> and Nick Richards? Wow. Ooh, that's Pick really your sickos. Yeah, that's a sickos well, only one right there. I mean, Mark Williams is playing really, really well. Yeah. Obviously getting opportunity now that they've traded some of their big centers there, mainly Plumley, so he's getting a good opportunity. Uh, and James Wiseman had a great game. 23-7. and seven. You know, in, in the loss, um, but he was looking pretty fluid for a big guy, seeing why he was taken so high. I like both of those, you know, secondary guys you said there in the bag man and, and Nick Richards. Ooh, I, I guess, oh boy, I guess why, I don't know. I'm going to go Wiseman and Bagley. Yeah, so you're, you're basically going Wiseman and Bagley, more of the potential that has not been fulfilled, a yeah. little bit you're, older, yeah. a little bit You're, you're hanging in on Wiseman for sure. Though I like Mark Williams, I think he's going to be like, he's going to be a really solid center in this league and see why he was drafted so high. Well, you can still hope for Bagley. I mean, he's been injured this entire yeah, season, yeah. too. Great game last night. Yeah. A monster game. Yeah, you got two 20-point games from Wiseman and Bagley for the Detroit Pistons. In a game that means zip, zilch, zero here, uh, you know, getting on later in the season. Uh, or or you're going with the younger guys uh, in the Mark Williams or the Nick Richards. Kind of want to cheer on the, the Hornets guys because you get a little bit more of the, the Eric Collins on the call. He yelled, Mark Williams, the other day, which was really, really fun. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know who to take. Right, I mean, I tough, saw, man. Get it's the poll up. Keep yeah. you up all night. Get that sicko poll up. That's up, baby. All right, oh, awesome. Yeah, get your vote chime in. Yeah, uh, we have three polls. This Trey's killing it with the poll. It's a poll day. Nice. Yesterday was a pun day. <laughs> Today's a poll day. Yeah. Final game last night. Uh, Paolo Bencaro scored 29 as the Magic beat the Pelicans 101 93. Uh, Bencaro just took over. Lay down if you saw the highlights from this one or watch this game. He hit three clutch jumpers in the closing minutes. I loved how they came. Tie game, about 340 left. Isoed on Ingram up top. Just sort of rocked into his dribble, back and forth, back and forth, got comfortable, splashed it. Tie game still, 140 left. He's got Herb Jones on him. Sort of same dribble pattern. Hits another jumper. And then the next magic possession, Orlando was up two. Ben Carroll got the smaller Josh Richardson on him. Sort of took him to the free throw line area, spun, hit the jumper. So bang, bang, bang. And uh, they get the victory over the Pelicans, who are, I mean, this season has completely just fallen Apart. I know there's no Zion, but Ingram's playing, McCollum's playing. Magic are scrappy, but the losses just keep piling up here. Yeah, I really you you took us through all the important parts of this game. I think yeah. I got nothing to add. I got I got to be entirely, completely honest here. It is disappointing that even with the depth of the Pelicans, they can't they can't beat it. It is a scrappy Magic bunch. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. They're Markel fight Fultz the had another great game. If He's you're keeping good. track of such things, 14 points, five boards, five assists, two steals, one turnover, 30 minutes, shot six and nine. He's a plus 19, which led his team. So good things are happening when he's out there. But the, just to point this out, the Magic have four fewer wins than the Pelicans. The Pelicans are seven and 20 since New Year's Eve. Yeah. And I saw Zilla writing in his newsletter. You know, in this game, a brutal loss. Six of 27 from deep. They lost the free throw battle. They lost the turnover battle. They lost the offensive rebounding battle. Yeah, their offense is really bad. It's a struggle for them to score every single time. They have to work hard for every basket. Brandon Ingram, 8 for 19. CJ McCollum, 8 for 18. 
and all of their makes are like hand in the face because they have no three-point shooting. Went six of 27 last night, turned the ball over 17 times, and didn't score their final four possessions. Like, Brandon Ingram is an all-star kind of player, but there ain't nobody else out there with him. Mm -hmm. CJ, a weird season. Like, he's had some good stretches, I think, but he hasn't been quite good enough to pick up uh, the slack in Zion's absence. And then everybody else out there, it's like a miracle if they actually make a shot. (laughs) So, I don't know. The Magic, I didn't think were great on offense. Like, Paolo's takeover there at the end was pretty sweet, but he was kind of doing the same move every single time. But at least they had a reliable guy uh, to get buckets down the stretch. And the Pelicans did not. I think they've won five out of their last 20 games. They might miss the play-in. It's quite possible, especially if Zion doesn't come back. Uh, Quick trivia question. 30th game, Bancaro has scored at least 20 points here as a rookie. That moved him ahead of who for the second most such games by a Magic rookie? I I saw. Okay, go ahead. Moved him ahead in second. Yeah, okay, yeah. so Shaq did it. How many times did Shaq do it in his rookie season? That was going to be my follow-up trivia question. You already saw this stat. Uh, How many times? I mean, he played. 92, like, 93. He had a good 45. More. 60. Wow, good I for mean, him. He had a dominant rookie season, good. Shaq did. Uh, he moved past, though. Um, Don't overthink it. Penny? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Penny had uh, 29 games where he scored 20 points in his rookie good season. Good for him. Good Bank for Carol, Bank Carol. They've had a really, really good season when it comes down to it. I mean, we were just yeah, talking about... it'd be awesome. Like, it's one of these things like, okay, take this into the start of next season, mm-hmm. right? You know, with whatever else you get in, in the offseason, whatever other moves you make, <laughs> continue this momentum because so many times it feels like we'll see a team do this where they have a bad start, but maybe then get it going, and then everybody gets excited. Oh, this will be the year. Look what they did in the final couple months. And then they, you know, nothing materializes. Though this has been at least such a sustained stretch that it feels a little more believable to me than the final four weeks of the regular season when nobody cares and you're playing teams that are sitting stars and stuff like that. They're like, oh, but they they finished the season ten and five. Watch out for next year. This this has been a good chunk of time here, and they obviously have some talent. That's, that was a different era when Shaq played. He played eighty one games. They played. They played all the games back then. That's impressive. Anyway, uh, but also, yeah, did you, uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. Magic or the Pistons? Who's going to have right. a, a better yeah. uh, a better season here? It's clearly the the Magic have uh, done that, and I don't want to say it, but they're not too far from a play in game, whoa, whoa, uh, play in spot, I should say. Not too far, but anyway, a successful season nonetheless. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to tell you. The eight or nine must-watch NBA games as we hit the home stretch. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, here in the Classic Factory, if you're joining us live on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. We, uh, well, in fact, I was getting into it with John Schumann on Twitter yesterday. But according to Schumann, after two games are played tonight in the association, we are officially 
at the three-quarter mark of the NBA season. A quarter left. That's it. You know, it's it's basically 20, 21 games for a lot of these teams. So there's still a lot of games. We got Survivor coming back. You might be a golf fan. You might be watching the XFL, spring training and baseball, you know, all your favorite shows. There's a lot of content is my point. So you can't watch all the games. So we thought it'd be fun to hit you with the list of eight or nine games you got to circle on your calendar and for reasons why, which we'll go into in detail here. I thought we could tackle them in way of the games coming at us. All right. Chronological order. Great idea. Nice. But then I, I, I thought that and I was like, the first one is so dumb on my list <laughs> that it's not a great way to start. But we're going chronological order anyway because the first must-watch game, according to us, is tonight. Bulls-Raptors. No dunks bowl 3.0. Uh, this is the rubber match here. Uh, no, excuse me. I don't know if it is. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but it's a big game for us in our world where uh, our two teams are going at it. They're both trying to get into the plan, and we are going to be watching it on playback tonight is another reason to start this list with probably the worst game on the entire list. Yeah, come watch it with us if you're watching this podcast on the Tuesday. But if you're watching this on the Wednesday or Thursday, you didn't miss anything in this game, (laughs) I assume. Well, you never... Look, hey, Bulls are hot since getting Beverly. Raptors are hot. It's basically getting Pirtle. So uh, It's exciting to be... As a Raptors fan, to be excited about the play-in tournament. Mm. Got to be honest. Play-in tournament's working. (laughs) This is a huge, huge huge matchup. Make sure to join us tonight because not only do we have Toronto versus Chicago, we also have the Hawks versus the Wizards. Oh, jeez. That's number eight versus number ten. That's basically a small play-in tournament in its own right, right? There, yeah, you're those right. Those four teams. And the Raptors, after they, uh, well, fingers crossed, beat the Bulls tonight, uh, they play the Wizards. Twice later this week. Ooh. So all of these games, you're right, Trey, where these teams that are trying to get into the play-in, these are huge, huge games against each other. All right, let's get to the real list. March 4th, 1 p.m., ABC. Oh, marquee game, Suns-Mavericks. KD versus Kyrie. Okay, we're getting KD back, hopefully, on March 1st. So that is tomorrow night, because February is basically done. They play Charlotte. They play Chicago. They play Dallas, the Suns do. And we then get this game. I'm talking about that Dallas Mavericks game. So I'm hoping that like because of like there's no back-to-back situation that KD plays in this. I don't see why he really wouldn't. If he plays Wednesday in his first game with the Suns, maybe plays Friday there in Chicago, and then hopefully plays on Sunday versus the Mavericks. But just as of today, one game separates the Suns and Mavericks. So this is a, like, a big one. Like Obviously, we have the KD Kyrie storyline that will... You know, that'll be your pregame show on ABC, I'm sure. Uh, They'll heavily focus on that. But these two teams are jockeying for position, so this should be a big one. And obviously, they met in the playoffs last year. This is one of the better rivalries in the league already. Now you're throwing in two former teammates who are probably still friends and could join up on the same team again next season. Yeah, this one, this one's a big one. Kevin Durant. I think should rest against the Bulls. I mean, yeah. completely unselfishly, I think that he should uh, take that game off so he can be fresh for this one. What's his schedule? He plays there's, he's Friday play- night and then Saturday. Oh, yeah. And he's supposed to suit up for the first time Wednesday night, March 1st. That's, yeah. the, that's the plan, so he should be, yeah. Raring to go. 
Yeah, probably on the Saturday. I, I agree with you. Not not because Wait, I'm on a, the Saturday. A Bulls fan. I thought it was a Sunday game. Do I have that? Oh, right? Sunday. It's Sunday. March no, no, no. fifth. March March fifth is Sunday. March fourth is Saturday. This game is March fifth. Oh, my bad. Oh, okay. This uh, there. All right. Good thing good you told. Good good, good start. Yeah, yeah. Good good point there, Trey. Because I had plans on the uh, the Saturday. This is going to work out great. Maybe I see, didn't have plans. They don't usually on give us uh, day games on Saturday. Yeah, but what was like last? That's all the playoffs. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 But what did we get last Saturday? I thought we Night the of, Philly 8, Boston 8, was the late game. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Anyway, um, March fifth, right. back to back. They're gonna sit one game, and it's probably a night today back to back. So you got to sit one of those for Kevin Durant. Right, right. Maybe I mean, we don't know anything about scheduling. Sorry, yeah, I know. you do. <laughs> well, I know I'm we convinced I have every date wrong on this. So let's just keep going. Here. <laughs> uh, March fifteenth. Fuck, who knows? Uh, Seven thirty p.m. Eastern. ESPN. Maybe seventy sixers. Cavs. Big game. Mm. This could be a tiebreaker for the third seed. Both teams right now have exactly 39 wins. Though Cleveland has four more losses. <laughs> They've played like a lot more games yeah. than Philadelphia here. So this is a rubber match. This is big. This one is. Late November, the Cavs crushed Philly. 113-85. There was no Harden. Mid-February, Philly got some revenge. They won by six. So big game uh, in terms of like who's potentially the third seed who's potentially the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, um, so I'm excited about this one, hopefully on March 15th. Confirmed. Good. Confirmed. Good, good, good. Yeah, hopefully it's not a, a schedule loss for the Cavs either because they go on the road trip and then they come back for this one game uh, at the start of their homestand, which is always tough, as they say. But I, I think that last game you mentioned about the, the Sixers and the Cavs there where the Sixers won by six. Donovan Mitchell was bad to start that game. It was an ESPN game. The entire... Cavs team was bad to start that game so I think they uh, they remember stuff like that the Stars remember stuff like that where I had a bad game to start the game he'll come out and play better I think uh, to start that one especially because it is a tie break and the Sixers schedule is so hard in March 17 of 31 days they gotta play so that's well that makes sense that's why Cleveland has four more losses Mm. Sixers got some games to play here yeah all right, next one. Sticking with the 76ers. 76ers Nuggets, March 27th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, currently on NBA TV. This is Jokic versus Embiid. Round two. Fight for the MVP. Uh, two best big men in the league going head-to-head for the final time here because they only played twice because they're in different conferences. Round one, if you remember, if you're scoring it, it went to Embiid. Oh, yeah. And Philly. Uh, they picked up the seven-point home win against Denver. Embiid finished with 47-18-5. That was probably his... His second, third, at worst, fourth best game of the season. It was one of his best games he's played in a season filled with them. Jokic, fairly pedestrian in that game. You know, still, because it's Jokic, it's still 24-9-8. But he had a lot of turnovers, and they obviously lost the game. This one is now in Denver there on March 27th. So um, I don't think by any means this decides who wins MVP, but it would help Embiid's chances if he had another... You know, forty-seven, twenty-ish type game in a win in Denver. It definitely give them maybe another little tick there in the eyes of some voters. It's some, not all. This one's for the MVP. Wow, this one's one hundred percent for the MVP because if Jokic outplays Embiid in this game, ain't no way Jokic recovers or uh, Embiid recovers from a narrative standpoint, but. If Embiid outplays Jokic the way he did in their first matchup, you're going to hear the ball start rolling a little bit. That's why it's a bummer for Embiid that they lost that game against the Celtics when he hit the three-quarter court shot because he played MVP basketball in that one. 
if he were able to then hit a 70-foot uh, game-tying shot on that, take down the number one seed at the time in the Boston Celtics, I think that would have been a huge narrative step forward for Embiid because, I mean, it feels like Jokic has the MVP locked up. You look at uh, right. Tim Bontemps, straw poll, he gets 77 out of 100 votes. That is a massive, massive advantage, but I don't think it should be so clear-cut. But Embiid basically needs to outplay Jokic in every matchup they have from here on out. He needs to outplay Giannis in every single matchup they have from here on out. And he has to, and the 76ers have to get wins with this really tough schedule they have coming down the stretch here. It's all certainly something that Embiid can do, but you saw the effort last night. Not a very hard-fought first half, I would say, from Embiid. And if he's trying to win the MVP this season, he has to do it every single night, every single half. Yeah, and as as I've said, those 17 games, I think 13 of them are on the road. It's not, uh, or 12 at least, are on the road there in uh, in March. It ain't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Embiid has continuously said, I want to be healthy come postseason. So I imagine he's going to sit some, some of these games out. And that's why the Yanis MVP buzz can start to, to happen here because there are obviously great candidates and Jokic is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Uh, but when you got so many good candidates, I think the default check might go to Giannis Antetokounmpo if he's the first seed and the Sixers, yeah, right now are the third seed, but could easily drop to fourth, easily drop to fourth after a, a tough March. All right, our next game here that you got to watch, Celtics-Bucks, March 30th, TNT game. Starts that doubleheader that night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm. This is quite possibly, uh, you know, who is the beast of the East? This is a real Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Maybe Omos. I don't know. I think they're fighting at WrestleMania. But this is also the third beating. Brock Lesnar is back? He's oh, always he's been back. back, man. Yeah, I yeah. know he's been back. But, but everybody's doesn't like, he go away? He's fighting uh, Omos at WrestleMania. <laughs> Everyone's like, why? <laughs> just two giants. <laughs> Unfortunately, they just can't let Brock be on top all the time. He's He's the best big guy this. <laughs> so anyway, we got a third uh, meeting here between the Celtics Bucks. Also a rubber match. Celtics waxed the Bucks on Christmas Day, 139-118. But the Bucks took the Valentine's Day rematch in overtime, 131-125. So I know what you're wondering. March 30th, it's got to be a holiday of sorts. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Because they played on Christmas? Yeah. Played on Valentine's yep. Day? Well, here are a couple holidays on March 30th. Doctor's Day. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you to our doctors. Uh, this uh, very popular day, um, grass is always browner on the other side of the fence day. That ain't a day. That's a day, that according a day. to nationaltoday.com. How dumb is that? That's a day here in Georgia, in the south. We got brown grass. <laughs> That's weird. What else we got? We got National Fitness Recovery Day on March 30th. <laughs> we got National Folding Laundry Day on March 30th. I don't like the idea of National Fitness Recovery Day. Sounds like load management to mm. me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. We have a National Pencil Day on March 30th. We have National Julia Day. Julia? Yeah. <laughs> the name? That's right. <laughs> It's also National Victoria Day. It's National Virtual Vacation Day. <laughs> Literally put on an Oculus and go on vacation. Okay. Okay. It's National Wendy Day. Not Wendy's. Wendy. So All same day as Julia. Same. So lots to celebrate here on March 30th. It's also Take a Walk in the Park Day. 
I'll do that. I like that one, actually. Man, there's, there's not even any it's, good birthdays it's here. Turkey neck okay. soup day. Okay, here's here's something you can celebrate. It's incredible. Uh, it'll be MC Hammer's 61st birthday. All right. Too legit to quit. Who is it? Okay, who will quit first? What's the best birthday. Tracy Chapman. Fast car day. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm going on a vacation in a fast car. We should take that day off. March 30th? Yeah, because we're. A couple of us are already taking that day off. Oh, all right. We should take it's a national vacation day. Okay, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, well, happy birthday, Tracy Chapman, and the Hammer Man. Celtics Bucks. That's a big <laughs> game. Big game that could decide. And look, I mean, in, in all sincerity, like we went over this before. You really want the number one seed in the Eastern Conference? You want, especially the, the second and third seeds, be it whoever it is. Uh, either it's the Bucks or the Celtics, and then very likely maybe the Sixers. Um, going at it in the second round. Let them take one of each other out. So uh, that is a big game, March 30th. Okay, a couple other ones. March 31st. <laughs> March 31st, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. NBA TV, Nuggets Suns. Because this could be, I know not record-wise, but like, we're going to see the Suns with KD. We'll have had some time a month later to really like go, oh, wow. <laughs> okay, they are good. Or mm. not. You know, we'll see the growing pains, but... This could be a game where we're like, ooh, this we're going to have a nice like measuring stick game here between who really is the best team in the Western Conference. I know Grizzly fans will be upset with that. I know some other teams will be upset with that. But it could be, is what I'm saying. So take your pencil on March 30th, National Pencil Day. National Pencil Day. <laughs> Circle this one, 31st. Best in the West, Tass. What do you think? I totally agree with you. You're going to get out the HB2 mm. and circle this game. I, I do. I, I do think that yeah, the Suns will will get it together. It, it's it's wild to, to think that through the, all their ups and downs this season, it just felt like you know they fell off a cliff. That they're above five hundred and they're in the four seed, and and the Kings have done a good job of shielding them off or holding them off for the third seed. Uh, but yeah, the Suns team could could come together real quick with Kevin Durant just filling a role. Mm-hmm. He's going to be so good on that team. It feels like. All right, our next one here. It changed a little bit maybe after the LeBron injury news, but April 5th, Lakers-Clippers. Russell's revenge. ESPN game. Again, hopefully LeBron's back at this point, but man, could it be set up that a Westbrook Clippers team could like potentially, let's say, like bury the Lakers, (laughs) like chances of a playing game, chances of maybe like somehow getting into the 60s, something like that. Could Russ get some sweet revenge? I love it. Could be a fun one. I love it, and I think that uh, people should do a Photoshop. I don't know who should do this. Yeah. Escape from L.A., starring Kurt Russell Westbrook. <laughs> All right. We got lots of time to work on it. Yeah. It's not until April, April 5th. 5th. Yeah. Yeah, this one loses a little luster if LeBron is still out multiple weeks from now. It's a long time. He could be back. Obviously, this will be a big game. For the Lakers. We shall see that. Couldn't couldn't you even argue, though, if LeBron wasn't playing in this game and the Lakers, like, desperately needed this win, that Russ would be like, could have kept me. Could have kept me. You know, no LeBron, no injury. I've been doing it up here. I've been dominating as a point guard. So, anyway, fun game there. Lakers clips. All right. Uh, Final one and then a bonus one. April 7th, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's on League Pass. Warriors-Kings. This is my best guess at the date that the Sacramento Kings officially lock in a playoff spot. And I'm not talking play-in, because I'm not really counting that. This will guarantee them, I'm trying to predict, 
Maybe it comes earlier, maybe it doesn't, but I'm going to say against the against the Warriors on April 7th that this officially snaps the Kings' 16-year playoff drought. That's big. You're going to light that beam. It's going to be lit even brighter that night. They will lock it in at some point. Yeah, I mean, that almost feels late. I know, Seems but late, but, yeah. but then because they're playing so freaking well, there's so many teams, and they're, cl- they're not everything is that clear of a lot of teams. That's I'm true. talking like six seed and above too to lock in. They're four games up on six right now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, maybe it happens before. They have been hot, but yeah, I mean, it feels like it'll be a big game. It'll be a big game at least, I would imagine for the Warriors. For the Warriors. Yeah. Like, yeah, we still don't know uh, what the Warriors are going to look like come playoff time, and they're certainly going to want to get out of the seventh seed to try and face the Kings in the first round, because I think the Kings will be the team that most teams want to play in the first round of the playoffs uh, in the Western conference, just because they haven't been there yeah. uh, since kids started driving. So yeah, big game. <laughs> uh, final one here. This is a bonus one. Two games, actually March 4th and 5th. Oh, maybe that's where I screwed up that one date, both on league pass. And it is the Spurs versus the Rockets. Tanks for the memories. <laughs> It's the tank-off of all tank-offs. Two games here between the two worst teams in the league, really. I know the Pistons are hanging around. Like, they want to have some say here, too. But uh, I know this doesn't really change anything when it comes to the your lottery odds, but who's going to have that worst record? Two big ones, Tass. Again, they play back-to-back. Fourth and fifth, Spurs rocks. Yeah, it doesn't change the odds no. because the top-slash-bottom top three, however you look at it, have the exact same odds, and the Hornets, who are going to be fourth, aren't that far off. But I'd rather not have the worst record. Right. Yeah, you know, because then it just <laughs> it's so disappointing when you get the second pick or the third pick. It feels disappointing. I'd rather have the, oh, I the second worst. Right, so right, you right, go right. in with lower yeah. expectations into that Tushti in May where you have the draft lottery, <laughs> and your team, your your fan base can't be as disappointed. Even though you're right. Even though you'll have the exact same odds. Yeah, exactly. If you same. were the Pistons and had two more wins or three more wins than let's say the Spurs or the Rockets but then you won it you're like oh damn we did it <laughs> even though you have the exact same odds it's true yeah, yeah Rockets have had fun. the worst record in the league the past two years and haven't drafted number one yet right 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 so maybe they should be maybe they're going to be playing to win this they can get yeah, out of the I number one I think so I think so yeah so there you go a lot of points on the board either way oh yeah on in this game even in that uh, Kings Warriors game not two great defenses oh no, no that'd be a lot of points that game yeah Okay, there you are. Your must-watch NBA games as we hit the home stretch here. Did I miss any? Did I have any dates wrong? You let us know in the comments Don't right now. Don't be so hard on team. yourself. Yeah, that's that uh, was that a botch job. Don't worry about it. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. Who's to blame? Well, I'm glad we got there because you kept saying the Saturday. I'm like, no, it's not Saturday, but that's why you were saying Saturday because it was March 4th. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway, lots of great basketball still to be played, and we'll be talking about all of those games here on No Dunks. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, pick them results and uh, an NBA referee-inspired tweet of the night. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang-loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back with your boys here in the Classic Factory. Pick them results last night. Celtics-Knicks was the game. Boston, they were favored by three and a half. I talked myself into them. So did Trey. Tess, you had it right. You had the Knicks. I was pissed off with myself. I, w- I was going to take Knicks, and I just was like, nah, Tatum's due for a big game. He's been struggling as of late. That line was a little weird to begin with. I was like, what do they know? And then Jalen sat. Then Jalen sat. The Brown, not help. the Brunson. But uh, yeah, you got the win. You're six and nine. Nice. I'm five and ten. Trace eight and seven in February, which ends tonight. Tass, what's our game? Well, of course, join us for Bulls Raptors on playback. But otherwise, I picked Quinn Snyder's debut as head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, hosting the Washington Wizards in Atlanta, favored by a big number, six and a half points. But Trey and I. No problem. The Quinn Snyder regime starts now. They'll win by seven or more. Well, you got the Wiz with six points to play with. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's nice. That's part of it. But, Why uh, are they favored by six and a half? You know, it's. They're, I mean, well, the Wizards are not good. Yeah, but, but they're pretty <laughs> even teams. I mean, they're not that yeah. far off from each other. Yeah. Uh, Hawks have better vibes than the Wizards oh, yeah. do right now. You can't beat the Hawks after they fire a coach. They did it twice somehow in the past couple of weeks <laughs> here. Plenty, yeah, and I, I watched Bulls Wizards over the weekend, and the Wizards looked they look like a sad sad team sort of uh, a one two three cancun vibe 100 yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah 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 but i mean that's a that's a huge line and the hawks are not a reliable team in any no. way shape or form they sometimes struggle to put teams away the yes, hawks do sure. even if they're sort of like uh for the most part dominating a game they'll let teams hang around we saw it against the nets uh the other night yeah i'm relying on the coach bump from quinn snyder in there in the in the coach seat for the first time the super villain as everyone always calls him uh Pablo Torre also calls him, uh, or says that he looks like he calls Batman the Batman, oh, uh, sure. which is really, really good. Could they're playing the Wizards? Could he ever be a wizard? Could he play a wizard? Or is is uh, does he not have a wizard? Are you saying look? could Quinn Snyder yeah, pull he off play. a wizard look? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm uh, just trying to clarify. Because he could pull off a super villain. I mean, yeah, I didn't set that up yeah, great, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah younger, okay, he's not a wizard. wizard. Okay, yeah, younger yeah, wizard, yeah. Put a little hoodie on him, and <laughs> you can pull it off. All right, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. I feel like this tweet of the night has been teased more than any tweet of the night <laughs> we've ever had before. Yeah. It's from Phil Beckner, who says, "Reasons you wouldn't make a good referee." Let's hear them. <laughs> Pretty simple. Uh, I got three, personally. Okay. Uh, number one, I'm not a snitch. 
<laughs> That's a good one. If you're doing something wrong, fine by me. <laughs> Number two, I'm always rooting for the offense. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, that's a foul on the defense every single time. But the biggest reason I think I would be a bad at the referee is because I would be influenced by the hand signals. Travel. Too much fun to call. Right. And the worst one, the charge. Yeah. Come on. They should not have made the charge an exciting signal <laughs> because that's why you want to call it. Like, I mean, the block is okay, but a charge is so emphatic. So that's it for me. Uh, I don't know about y'all. Why would you be bad at refing? Will there be a day where a referee calls a charge and then busts into the sprinkler? <laughs> because it's, it seems like a logical step. You would I, think so. Yeah. When we've seen some MB, like you just danced right right here, right now. It's like, it, it feels like a dance. It Joey like Crawford. Well, Joey, Joey would do that. Yeah. The yeah. block, he <laughs> step into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I would not be a good referee. I'm too human. Humans are, I mean, referees are robots, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. they, they pretend, like, they see everything with the robotic eyes. I mean, I can't see this. This stuff is moving way too fast. Also, like, I'm, I, like, I listen to people. I, I, I'm gullible. Like, if Luca comes over and is like, <laughs> I didn't follow him, like, okay. Yeah, I'll empathize. I'm way too human. These guys, these, these guys and gals out there, they're not real. They're not real people. They're robots. If you were a, a referee, an NBA referee, I guarantee you the NBA would not be the uh, fastest of the four majors. <laughs> I just thought of Tass Mellis at the, uh, you know, looking the at the monitor, table? yeah, at the review table, taking a, his sweet-ass time. How dare you? Oh, my God. I could see that taking a while. Uh, I would be a bad referee, too. Um, but I was trying to think, like, why? And so I asked Nora this question. I'm like, you know, do you, well, at first I was like, do you think I'd be a good referee? And she's like, no. And then I was like, okay, why? And she's like, you're too chatty. Ooh. You would be like um, Nick Kroll's character, Ref Jeff. And I was like, what? She's like, you never seen Ref Jeff? I had it. Till now. Are we doing introductions? All right. Jeff. Nice to see you. Jeff, all right. Come on, guys. Let's push it. Let's push it up. Push it up. Push it up. <laughs> I like that. Here we go. Come back on defense. <laughs> That's a charge. Have you seen Big Mama's house? I thought that movie was funny. What are you guys getting up to after the game tonight? You know, you go to Red Robin, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> is there a list or is this uh, anybody can walk up? Is it one of those list, list things? I'm behind you. I'm behind you. I'm behind you. I'm behind you. <laughs> one, two, three. Drinks on the coach! <laughs> you guys got plans tonight? I'm uh, probably hanging out with the players. It's a list only thing, club, so you, you pieces of Let's go! <laughs> so there it is. I can't believe I had never seen this uh, character, Ref Jeff. Uh, but I think that's what I would be doing out there. Chatting him up. Yeah. Oh, that's a big shot. <laughs> I love when he's, the coach I love is pretty he's got fun. the whistle in his mouth going, I'm behind you, I'm behind you. And it's sort of half whistling. And sticking oh. his butt out. Yeah, there it is. Good. All right, so what are the reasons you wouldn't make a good referee? Let's hear them right now on the stream team or tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. Good tweet there from Phil Beckner. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Sounds like a referee. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Is he? Uh, all right. Let's call it there, guys. Fun, fun show here. Join us tonight on playback, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It's the Bulls, Raptors, No Dunks Bowl 3.0. We'll be watching that one together. I'm going to be there for a part of it. I'm going to have to dip out and then hopefully get back. I'm doing another podcast tonight where I'm drafting, get this, Trey, the best NBA fits on indie basketball tonight against a bunch of other people. I hope I go first round. You think I should just swerve and take you? Well, well, but it has to be not the person, it has to be a specific look. So what's your best look ever? 
This one. This shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I have on. Is Looks your best, best fit? Your most recent fit is That's your right. best fit. That's All right. right. Well, maybe I will. Uh, maybe I'll draft you. I think you're gonna be there in the later rounds. It Should would be a reach. It round. would be a reach, but you would be like uh, Sam Presti taking Russell Westbrook number four. People said, "Wow, that's a that's a surprising call." Guy became an MVP. Jeez. All right. We'll see. Do you have any suggestions who I should uh, take? The, again, specific NBA fits. A specific yeah. NBA fits. Like, you know, like uh, I assume you know, someone's Kuzma going go, Kuzma's pink sweater. Kuzma yeah. will go. Harden's balaclava thing will go. Right. Um, hmm. I don't know. Just go basic. Just go wild and go with Jared Allen, like an old Navy outfit. <laughs> like he, like he tends see to it wear. Coming. No. You know who I'm taking? I'm taking Bruce Brown, Cowboy Bruce Brown. <laughs> Cowboy Bruce. Because <laughs> he's got the stash, and it looks the so stash is good. Nice. <laughs> so good. We'll see if he's there in the uh, in the final rounds. Anyway, uh, tonight, playback, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I will make sure to uh, get that link in the show notes. I don't think I have it in there right yet, but uh, I will in, in mere seconds. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow here in the Classic Factory. Oh, no, wait. We're not here in the Classic Factory tomorrow. We're in the yard because JD's getting a window installed. And it's going to be too loud? Is that the reason? Yeah, the window is right above us. Okay. So there's a lot of banging and clanging. Walking and stomping. Walking, talking. Okay. A lot of yelling. So we're in the so, yard. Yeah, well, you I, should I, have I, hired uh, Lil John as your contractor. Um, <laughs> well, it was supposed to happen on the Saturday we were in Utah. Mm. And then it was like minus two Celsius here. No, I'm, yeah, I'm good. And doing yeah, this is what, you know what happened? Rachel's like... She texted them and said, hey, Roberto, it's pretty cold. Are you sure you want to do this? He's like, no, not really. And then so, oh, so she and gave I was him like, an what out. are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These guys are tough as nails. They'll, they're fine. Anyways, so okay. it has to happen tomorrow. All right, so we're in the yard tomorrow. Don't worry. We have a show. 10 a.m. Eastern. Join us then. Make sure you like and subscribe. Till tomorrow. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember... Skeets will be at uh, playback tonight. Unlike the other day, you said you were coming. Oh, but you didn't show up. Dinner went long, Tash. Oh, but you're a guy who gets up as soon as the main course is served. I actually even had a dessert that night. Good for you. It was man. a Valentine's Way to enjoy Day, belated Valentine's Day dinner for sure. Way to I kill the... Lupo. Oh, what up? <laughs> I haven't been there Can you say Boca Lupo again? Boca Lupo. <laughs> Sounds so like you got food in your mouth. So good. <laughs> I do. It's that delicious. Uh, I'll be there for a little bit. And then I'll bounce, like I said. And then I'll come back. You don't have to come back. We'll see. Yeah, we'll be there. You know what? This draft's going to take hours. Oh, that's true. A draft always takes longer than you think. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. All right? Indie basketball. A little plug there for those guys. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Embrace the day, people.